We're going to listen to this last song and then we're going to go into the word. Hallelujah.
Jesus. Jesus. When I think of His goodness and all He's done for me, Jesus. I can't help but give Him glory. Jesus. He is God all by Himself. Jesus. Come on, give Him glory. Jesus 
Jesus. When I think of his goodness and what he's done. When I think of his goodness and what he's done. I've got to give him glory. Let him do what he need to do. 
We wait. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory God. If you got to praise him, you praise him. Hallelujah. Because he's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Glory God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory God. Hallelujah. Glory God. Hallelujah. Let God be true. And let every man become a liar. Hallelujah. God is true. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 God has brought us from a mighty long way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe, saints, we're going to figure out, if you haven't already figured it out, it's not about you. And if you keep making it about you, this is how things come upon you. When you make it about him. When your mission is nothing but Jesus. You don't have to worry about what's going on around you. You don't have to worry about even what people say about you. Because guess what? The God I serve, he's not going to be made ashamed of. Whatever he says, you can count it done. Whatever he says, you can count it done. So don't look at your surroundings. Look to him. Who is the author and finisher of your faith? He already knew y'all. But he's preparing you for what's yet to come. You're just in a period of preparation. And you've been in that period for a long time. He's making you ready. God was making you ready for such a time as this. And God wants his people to be ready, not alarmed. I'm going to say it again. He wants his people to be ready, but not alarmed. You should be ready, but not alarmed. You should be ready, but not alarmed. Because if you're in the word of God, you shouldn't be panicking over what man has to say. Let me remind you. God is not man. God is not man. And see, we're putting him in the category. I have to bring this again. We're putting him in the category of man. We're putting man over God. We're bowing down to man instead of bowing down to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, El Shaddai, the Almighty God. God is not man that he should lie. The problem with that is, if you don't know who he is, you're going to see him as a liar. Even though you're born again. You're going to see him as a liar. You're going to see him as man. But when we fully trust in him for who he is. We can live by faith. That's the whole key. 
So, Father, we thank you that on this day that you have made, we shall, we will rejoice. Again, I say rejoice, and we shall be glad in it. Because you made this day, God. And we thank you that in this day we live. We live and we have our being, God. Because of you, God, on today. God, there is nothing, God, that you have not already prepared for us in this day. So, God, we thank you that our eyes are open, our hearts are open, our hearts are enlightened. So we may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of your glory. God, we just thank you, God, for spiritual wisdom. We thank you for insight, God, on today. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the word that's going to go forth today, God. In power and in demonstration. We thank you that as this word go forth, somebody is saying, what must I do to be saved? And God, we just thank you, we adore you, we magnify you, we lift you up here in this place. And I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's go back to Romans, the first chapter, verse 16 and verse 17 again. Amen. And let me say that verse of scripture again so people won't think that I'm just leaving something out. In him we live, move, and have our being. Amen? Somebody's mind is still there because one piece of it was left out. Anyway, Romans 1, verse 16 through verse 17. When all hearts and minds turn towards him, let us receive his word. The Bible says, what is written says, God's word says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just shall live by faith. You may be seated. We're talking about living by faith. And if you're born again, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, this is how you should be living. And if you are not living this way, it is because we have not chosen To get into the word of God, to know what the word of God is saying with us, to show us how to live. What's written in the Bible tells you how to live. You are a spiritual being. You are in this world, but you're not born of this world, so you don't do what the world does. Let me say this, y'all. You are in this world. But you don't, you're in this world, but you're not of the world, so you don't do what the world does. Let me say it again. You are in this world, living in it, but you don't do what the world does. You're in it, but you're not of it because you are a spiritual being. You are born from above. If you're born again, you're born from above. So this is what you do. Your mind should be on things that are above 
and not on this earth. Let me say this. Your mind's supposed to be. Now, it says set your affections. That means set your mind on things that are above and not on things of this world, of the earth. When you set your mind, you got to keep it set. Because I don't know about y'all, our minds fluctuate. I'll tell you just how it fluctuates, and I can laugh at this. When you got so much on your mind, you think you got your mind set on something, but you actually don't. I told y'all how it was with me. I was looking for my phone, and I just looked up something through Google on my phone. I sat my phone down and went to my daughter and said, where is my phone? I just had my phone. My mind wasn't set on my phone. Y'all don't get it. Whatever your mind is set on, you ain't looking for. Say it again. Whatever your mind is set on, you don't look for because you know you got it. Did it happen again? See, my mind ain't set on no phone. I'm talking to apostle. Going to walk the dog. And I'm saying, where is my phone? Y'all laugh at me all you want. I am not crazy. I am not going into all hammers, dimension, whatever you want to call it. When your mind is in every direction and you're thinking about so many things and everything is coming at you from one way, from this way to the next way, I'm asking her, where is my father? I guess the father said, what's wrong with you? Why am I saying this? Because when the Bible says set your mind, Colossians, the the third chapter, set your mind on things above and not of things on this earth. When you set it, you got to keep it set like your alarm clock. Some of us need an alarm clock to wake us up. So when we set that alarm clock and we get used to that alarm clock waking us up, if it never rings, we never move. Right? Because we got it set and we put our trust in the alarm clock, right? So if it never go off, we said it never, it, it didn't ring. But when your body is used to popping up at a certain time in the morning, you don't need it. Because when you keep getting up at that certain time, your eyes pop open. And it ain't you. It's God. Because your mind is set on the time, you get up all the time, so nobody don't have to make you get up, nobody don't have to shake you, because that's where your mind is. I want y'all to catch this. Your mind is a lethal weapon, and the enemy knows this. This is why he don't want you to hear truth. This is why he comes and snatched the truth when you receive the truth by somebody giving you a lie so you can receive the lie over the truth. Your mind ain't got set yet on things of God. So if you don't set your mind on things of God, you can't live by faith, y'all. You saying you're living by faith, but actually you're not. Because we went over the Bible saying now faith is. Right now, the substance, that means it is the confirmation, it is the title deed, it is the substance of things, the assurance 
of things you're hoping for. Whatever you're hoping for, the faith that God gives you, give you the assurance, give you the confirmation, give you the title deed that you already have it, Teresa, and it gives you proof, it gives you evidence, it gives you conviction that what you're hoping for, you can count it done because you and me, and I'm God, and not man. That I should lie. Neither the son of man. That I should repent. God said I'm not going to change my mind. See the, the reason why our minds don't stay set. Is because we're living naturally. When you live naturally. Your mind is set on natural things. Whatever you get used to in the natural. That's what you're accustomed to. That's what you're going to go to. But when you set your mind on heaven, on spiritual things, you're not going to be moved by what come on this earth. You may be shaken, but you're not going to be moved. Some of us are moved because we're not living like we should be living by faith. When we live by faith, we don't go on man. God is not man. God is not man. Y'all, we're living in a time which God has told you guys. We're living in a time that you're going to be hated. You're going to be hated for his name's sake. You're going to be hated because you're in the house of God and other Christians are not. You're going to be hated because you're standing on him and the word. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be hated for the word's sake. As long as you're in this world, and as long as you're living by faith, someone is going to talk about you, someone is going to hate you, they're not going to love you because the world loves its own. They hate you because you're not of them. You're going to have people coming against you, family, loved ones. Because of what you're standing for. Because of what you believe. They're going to hate you without a cause. Because you're living by faith and not by sight. You're walking by faith and not by sight. So they're going to hate you without a cause. Because the world loves its own. If the world is loving you so much, it's because you're ashamed. I'm going to say it again. If the world is loving you so much and you hanging with the world and there's no change, it's because you're ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Come on, if you're hanging with someone and there's not a change in their life, then you need to go check you, not them. Because the word will draw you or it's going to drive you. You are light. They are darkness. So when you're living by faith, they're supposed to see the light that shines in the midst of darkness. If they're not seeing that light, then you need to draw back and say, wait a minute, Lord. There's, I detect that something in me is not right. So when people pull away from you, it hurts. But know who you are. Know whom you believe. Know whom you serve. Our problem is we out to please man 
rather than pleasing God. Peter and John were saying, they told him, I want you to quit talking about this name. I want you to quit speaking on this name. I want you to quit teaching in this name. What did Peter and John say? I'd rather obey God than obey man. Let me make this clear. We don't go outside of authority. Whatever authority say, that's what we do. But when authority tell you, don't read your Bible, don't pray no more, I draw the line. There is a difference. This is why we obey what the rulers, the authorities tell us to do. We don't go outside of that. But some people don't hear what I'm saying or what you're saying because their heart has become hard. And they're more of the world than they are of God. We still love them, but we don't draw back on what we believe because we're going to be hated because of whom we serve and what we believe. So Paul said, I'm not ashamed of this gospel because he knows that the gospel that he's preaching, this good news, is going to bring salvation. It is the power. It is the dunamis. It is the might. It is the strength of God, the ability of God, the power of God to bring healing, deliverance, prosperity, Peace, safety. He said, I'm not going to shut my mouth when it comes to this good news. Some of us don't even talk about what Jesus done. We don't take the time to talk. People are dying, y'all. It is a crisis. And it ain't COVID-19. It's lost souls. People are dying. We're spending too much time on COVID-19. When you know him, COVID-19 passed before it came. And the natural is here. But you're supernatural. You up here above it. You don't come under it. You are above it. It is under your feet. But when you spend more time talking to COVID, some of us having conversations with COVID-19. Whole conversation. COVID-19 don't come to my house. Now you stay your distance, I stay mine. We're having full conversations about COVID. What about Jesus? What about what he done? What about how he made a way for us when there wasn't no way? How about when he laid down his life for us when our lives wasn't worth laying down for? How about he loved us so much when we were yet in sin, he died for us? How about all of that? Let's talk about that. How about he made me righteous when I was just filthy, like a dirty rag? How about when he sanctified me and made me holy when I wasn't holy? Come on, let's talk about it. How about when he made peace between me and God when I was an enemy of God? I wasn't a friend. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what he did for us. Ain't nobody in this room is going to lay down their life for nobody. You say you will. As soon as they start firing that gun, you're going to see how much your husband, your wife, your kids, and everybody love you. You're going to find out if they push you right in front of the bullet. You better have you some Jesus then. People say they love you until they get in some trouble. So we want to live by faith, y'all, not by sight. And it takes the word of God for you to live by faith. 
Faith, when you go through the word of God, this is how these people lived. They lived by faith. Faith is the assurance. Faith is the reliability, the trust, the confidence that you have in God and not in yourself. He wants you to live off of his faith. He even gave you his faith. Everybody in here that got born again have the same measure of faith. The problem is the reason why you see great faith and little faith is not because you don't have faith. It's because you're operating in the faith that you have and it's big faith to people that are not operating in it. God has given all of us the same measure of faith. So we don't have an excuse. He know that without faith, it is impossible To please God. God know you needed faith to please him. You needed faith to do what his word is telling you to do. You cannot do it outside of faith. So today I want to talk about, we're talking about walking by faith. I want to give you five things to show you whether or not you're doing it. To show you how you need to live by faith. The first thing is, in order to live by faith, you got to hear you got to hear the word of God because we know Romans 10, 17 says faith come by hearing. So faith come by what's told. Whatever you told, whether it's in the negative or whether it's in the positive, that's what you're going to have faith for. So faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. By the word of God is the message of Christ. When the message of Christ is heard, y'all, when you're hearing about what Christ done for us, what Jesus done for us, guess what? That's when that faith come. You believe it in the message that you heard. So you have to hear. You have to hear. Listen what I'm saying. You have to hear. It's good to read it, but you need to speak it. It's good to hear it. It's good to hear. So that's number one. Faith come by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. You need to hear the word to have faith for the word. You got to hear it to have faith. Number two, you got to receive it. Hear it, receive it. The Bible says, and James 1 verse 21, it says, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to do what? Save your soul. It saves souls. So you got to receive it with meekness. Did y'all hear that word? With meekness. Not all puffed up. Not all like I already know that. Because some of the stuff I'm going over, some of y'all act like, well, I already heard that. We shall see. We always say what we heard, but there's doing in what you heard. So number one, we want to hear it. Then we want to receive it. Now we want to believe it. Hear, receive, believe. We know what the believe is. The Bible says, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and thou shall be saved. Romans 10, 9. We're hearing it. We're receiving it. We're believing it. Right? Right. How can you believe something you never heard? Right? So you got to hear it. Then number three is, remember is hear, receive, believe. Now you want to say it. Amen. There's no way you can hear something and receive it and believe it without talking about it. Right. Y'all know how gossip is. 
Ain't nobody keeping no gossip to themselves. I don't care if it's a little smidgen of, well, I got something to say, but don't say I said it. <laughs> Evidently, we believe it because we're saying it. Come on, somebody. Uh-huh. We shouldn't say something we don't believe. But what we do, we try to put a clause in there, or we text a clause in there to say, now, I don't know if this is true, but I'm just going to say it, right? So we say it, and this is what Mark chapter um, 11 says. It says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be cast into sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe. That those things which he say shall come to pass, he shall have what he say. So, remember, we got to what? Hear it, receive it, believe it, and we got to say it. And then the last thing that we got to do is do it. Do it and say, even so, faith, if it have not works, is dead being alone. So you can't hear something. You can't receive something, believe something, say something, and not do it. Because if you ain't doing all five of them, you ain't living by faith, y'all. You cannot tell me something and you ain't living it. You got to live what you say. So we got five things that we must do to live by faith. We hear the word. We receive the word. We believe the word. We say the word. And we do the word. Let's do it together. We hear. Let's do it again. Guess what though? It takes time. To get there. Nobody's not going to do this overnight. I'll give you an example. When you were growing up, when they told you, you heard what they said. But the final outcome wasn't doing it. (laughs) It was not. Some of us don't hear like others hear. Some of us hear differently. I may say something to Sister Mary sitting there, and she'll pass it on down. She know what I said. She passed it on down time to get to Sister Deborah. I said, ain't what I said. She took it from me. She gave it to somebody else. But it's not what I say. So we have to be careful, right? So this is what God was showing me. I'm going to give you somebody in the Bible that we're so familiar with. But we need to meditate on this even the more. Y'all, we're familiar with the woman with the issue of blood. Don't we talk about her all the time? She's so much talked about. But we got to understand what was going on with this woman. This woman had an issue of blood. She had a flow of blood that didn't just stop once a week, twice a week, once a month. It said it was a continual flow for 12 long years. It didn't stop flowing for 12 long weeks. So y'all know this woman had to be weak. She had to be weak. And then another issue is with this lady By her having this issue, she couldn't come out the house. She couldn't be around nobody. She had to stay locked up. But the Bible says when this woman heard about Jesus, remember I said here, when she heard about Jesus, she heard about him, so evidently she received what she heard. 
How do I know that she received it? Because the moment that she heard about him, the Bible went on to say that she began, she received it, she began to say within herself. So she had to hear, she had to receive, she had to believe to say. Now it got to be some action behind what she heard, what she received, what she believed, and what she was saying within herself. There had to be some action, right? So what did this woman do? Now, when she heard about Jesus, what she heard was there were healing in his wings. The Messiah was going to come, and he was going to have healing in his wings. So Jesus was wearing this long tallit, and from the um, fringes of that tallit, it was down to here. So when she heard about the Messiah was coming with healing in his wings, she took hold to it. She received it. She believed it. She starts saying it. Now she said, I'm going to put some action to what I'm believing and what I'm saying. So there was a crowd of people that was around Jesus. Now, for one, this woman was weak. For one, she wasn't ashamed of what she heard. Y'all hear what I'm saying? The reason why she wasn't ashamed, because she went out in public and she started doing what she heard. She wasn't ashamed of her condition. Because she heard about a man, which was Jesus, that had what she needed. That had healing in his wings. And she said, regardless of what people say about me, regardless how they shun me, regardless how they push me off, that woman had to press her way. That means that she had to get low. Remember, to receive the word, you got to receive it with meekness. So she got low. She got low and she pressed her way through the crowd. And when she got to Jesus, what she was believing for, what she was saying within herself, she touched the hem of his garment. And this is what Jesus said. Who touched me? See, there's a touch of faith. That God knows about. God knows who's really believing, relying, and having confidence on him. So God said, because she's believing in me. Because she ain't looking at her situation. Because she's looking to me. Who's the author and finisher of her faith. I'm not going to be made ashamed of. And she's not going to be made ashamed of. She's not going to leave here the same way she came. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying. So what happened? What happened when she touched him? Jesus said, who touched me? And even the disciples, the followers of Jesus, come up, Rabbi, Master, how can you say who touched you? Look at all these people around you. He said, because the virtue have left me. See, that was the power of God coming through him. Have left me. And this woman, let me tell you how she really got over her shame. She spoke up. Everybody knew that lady. Come on, people know who's going through certain things because people talk about it. People know who's supposed to be shut up in the house. They know the lepers that's in town. They know all about them. They know the ones that got this or got that. We shut our door to that. Don't come to my house for that foolishness. Don't come to my house for that monkey business. I'm talking like the sound room now. Don't come to my house with that. You know somebody who's sneezing all over the place, coughing all over the place. Don't you come to my house. Stay away from it. Don't even put on a mask and come to my house. Not today. Not on my watch. 
And then you looking out the window and you seeing them come, shut up. Shut up. Because you acting like you got some faith. Shut up. Shh. Make sure you don't have a dog. The dogs will turn you in. They'll turn you in. You trying to duck and dodge. They looking at you and looking at the door. But this is what happened. This woman began to speak up. She began to speak up because she was no more ashamed. She said, I'll touch you. Jesus said, I have not seen such great faith. Great faith. He told this woman that she had some great faith. Why was it great, y'all? Because this woman done something that even the ones that was with him wasn't doing. She exercised her faith. She exercised what she believed. She began to do it. And she received from what she was doing. You cannot tell me that you say and you believe God and you ain't acting upon what you believe. You ain't walking in faith. Quit making excuses. We make all kind of excuses. Well, the reason why I didn't do this and the reason why I didn't do that. Please hush. Don't even say that no more. And Jesus said, thy faith, the faith that you have in me, not only healed you, but it's rescued you, it's prospered you. Come on, it brought you to safety. It protected you. It gave you a total package. It gave you total wholeness. He didn't just heal her. He gave her everything she needed. What am I saying, y'all? Come on, grab hold. Grab hold. Grab hold. We speaking, but ain't no action behind what we speaking. Paul said, I only speak what I believe. I'm not going to speak something and I don't believe it. Whatever I speak, you're going to see action behind what I'm speaking. And then check this. Right with, with the woman with the issue of blood. Same thing in Matthew 9, Mark 5. Look what was happening. There go Jairus. Jairus was coming to Jesus. This woman going to get in front of him. She didn't care whether anybody was coming. She was going on what she believed. And he was coming because his daughter was dying. And he told Jesus to come to his house. He said, I'll come to your house. So Jesus was on the way. Can you imagine, y'all? Come on, imagine the scene. You got a son or a daughter that's dying. Jesus is coming to the house to heal him. And all of a sudden, man, he jump in the way. That's a beat down, ain't it? That's a beat down, man. You don't be jumping in people's way. But don't get mad at Manny because he's grabbing hold. See, somebody that grab hold and take hold to the word, don't get mad at them because they moved on what they believe and they got results from what they believe. Don't talk about them. So Jesus, so here go Jairus. They came and after all this took place, they told him, your daughter is now dead. But what Jesus said, he said, fear not. Only believe. See, living by faith don't let fear dominate you. You may be shaken by fear, but fear can't overcome your faith. When you're having faith in God, you may be shaken, but you ain't going to be moved. Because if you're planted in the word of God, that tree may be, y'all see them trees during the storms, they be swaying, and you be hoping and praying, don't you land on my house. Do you hear what I say? 
Don't you land on my house. Not this house. So the trees be swaying, but then it don't move, right? Some of them may break off, but the root is still there. Is it not true? Come on. Through you believing God, you may have some things breaking off of you. But you're not moving. You're not moving. You're not going away from what you believe because you're saying, this is what God said. There was this uh, 10-year-old boy. And doing the ISIS, he believed in Jesus. So they told him, if you deny him and turn our way, we won't kill you. He wouldn't turn. And they cut his head off. We ain't having that yet. But it's out there, but you ain't yet heard about it or seen it in our area. Because the enemy is popping up his head every which way he can pop up his head. So the enemy used Kova to bring on other things. So y'all got to understand what the enemy does, just like in our lives. If something tragic tragic happened in our lives, he's going to, we leave a door open because of what we heard or because of what's happening. And the devil say, come on, boys, come through that door. That door is open. So now you have everything that will weigh you down, that will stop you from believing God coming in your house because you didn't close that door. You chose to believe that instead of believing God. So we see this little boy, he got killed. And then it was this pastor that was asked to go to Pakistan. He was asked to go to Pakistan and preach. And he knew over there in Pakistan, those people didn't play. They will kill you if you're coming over there talking about Jesus. So he had to pray and ask God, did God want him to go with the lady that asked him to go? He prayed. And the Lord told him basically that he was his protector. He gave him permission to go. Let me tell y'all something. You got to be such so in a relationship with God that you have to really hear him in these times. So he told him to go. So he went over there and he said, now, I went over there and he said, I was still kind of shaking because everywhere you look, you saw all this stuff going on. He said, but the lady I went with, she was putting up signs. She was Passing out flyers. Come on and hear about Jesus Christ. And she making it worse. Say, I'm trying to get myself together, but she making it worse. He said, I know God told me to go, but when you get in the midst of it, boom, there it is. So he said, when he preached the first and second session, he got word back when he went to the hotel, say, they're going to kill you. They said, they're going to come kill you. He said he couldn't sleep. Say he couldn't sleep and he was scared. Say he was really scared, he couldn't sleep. But he began to call on the Lord. And the Lord gave him insurance that he sent him there, that he was going to be with him. He said, so I was fine because I heard from him. He said, this is why you got to hear from him. Fear is going to come, but you got to hear him over what you're fearing. So he said he went in there and he began to preach again. And y'all see how I'm looking at y'all, but I can see out the door so I can see what's coming before you do, Right? So he said he's looking out the door and he's seeing the men come. And they had them, them what you call them rifles or them guns. I don't know what you call them. MF, some kind of guns. What you call them? There you go. Thank you. Had them coming at him. He said, but he kept on preaching. But in his mind, he was saying, they're coming to kill me like they said. But he kept on preaching. So he said, then the Lord had the audacity to tell him, go where they are and continue to preach. He got off the pulpit, went to the door where they were, 
and he just started preaching Christ. Just started preaching Christ. He said a man looked at him. He couldn't understand their language. But he said he imagined they were saying, he's a fool. But he said he kept on doing what God told him to do. He said all of a sudden the man looked at him and said, hey, and turned around and walked off. You got to know yourself some Jesus. You got to know yourself some Jesus. Because when you know him and your faith is in him, no matter what you hear, faith is going to rise up above what you're hearing. So what am I saying to you? You got to take this word of God for what it is. That's why Jesus said, man don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's Matthew, the fourth chapter. So we... In order to live by faith, we have to live according to the word of God. You can't just read it. You got to do more than just reading it to receive it. You heard it, but now you got to take that word for what it is. You got to meditate on that word. You got to meditate on it day and night. You cannot allow it not to depart out of your mouth. It got to come out of your mouth. It's coming out because you meditating on it, and then you're doing what the word of God said. Then you'll be like a tree planted. You're not going to be like a tree planted in the beginning. Have you ever planted something in a garden and when you put it in the ground, you can go back and pull it up? But if you leave it there long enough, you got to do some pulling for it to come up. That's how the word's supposed to be in us. You can't just keep saying something, but you're not living what you're saying. If you ain't living what you're saying, the word ain't planted in you. You can't be like a windshield wiper going back and forth. You can't be asking me. You should know. Because I'm going to say, what did the word say to you? Well, I know what the word said, but I'm going to do this. Well, that's up to you. Do you. I'm not going to never tell nobody to do what I do. I'm going to say, do you. Where are you in the word of God? Do where you are. Don't try to do nobody else. You cannot live off of somebody else or what they believe. You don't know how long they've been in the word to get to the place they are to trust God more than they're trusting their situation. But they're a living example to you to let you know faith works. Living by faith works. Miracle Temple, if you have not seen me and my husband's life, my husband, if y'all haven't looked to see that for 20 some years we've been living by faith, not on what comes into church, by what God said. If you don't see us as an example, something's wrong. But see, people want you to see us as gimme, gimme, my name is Jimmy. And when you take that, instead of taking what the word of God said, God said you wouldn't leave houses, you wouldn't leave land, you wouldn't leave family for his name's sake and receive now and this time a hundredfold. So God is honoring what he said to me and my husband. But people that don't know the word, they're calling us thieves and robbers. And some of y'all got the audacity to listen to it and not bring forth truth. You know why some of y'all listen to it? Because you want to keep friends. You want friends. Friends need to know truth. And you're going to see how much they're your friend when you give them the word of truth. When you give them truth, it's going to set them free from you. When you give them truth, it's 
going to set them free from you. If you want to see how much you loved in your own home, sit there and cross your leg and start talking about Jesus and see if you get cussed out. See if somebody get up and walk off on you. They'll do it. They'll slam the door in your face. Christians. Christians. We talking about the ones in Pakistan, but you got them right here, Christians. Haters of you. Because you're doing what the word of God is saying. You know what the problem is, y'all, with Christian folks? When you do what the word of God says and they're not doing it, they want you to look like you're the liar. They want you to look like you don't know what you're talking about. They want people to think that you know more and they know. No, you're just saying what the word is saying. That's all. So to live by faith, these are the five principles that we must use to check ourselves to see if we're living by faith. But guess what? Here's another thing that God says. Go to Mark, the fourth chapter. I want y'all to hear this carefully. And this is why people are so mad at you. Especially when you know what the word of God is saying. Mark 4.24 says. I'm reading out the Amplified. And he said to them. Be careful what you are hearing. I want y'all to hear this. Be careful for what you're hearing. Why is he saying that? The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear would be the measure of the virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. Let me break it down. If I'm hearing the word of God, And I'm taking in the word of God for what it is. And I'm getting revelation on that word. I'm going to have more coming to me. So you may see me acting in a place that you're not in. Because I'm taking what I'm hearing to heart. I'm getting revelation upon that word. So God is giving me more. Because he can entrust me with what I heard. But the one, and you got to be careful what you hear, because if I'm giving you truth and you're not hearing truth, you're hearing something else, guess what? That something else is what's going to be measured back to you, the lie, and the devil's going to make that lie be bigger than the truth. So you're going to go out and spread the lie and say, I'm teaching lies, and this is what I said, and that is not what I said. That's why he said, take heed to what you hear. The measure you hear will be what comes back to you. God ain't going to give you no more if you ain't taking in the truth that you heard. He can't give you more. We're asking God for more and we still don't know him as the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. How do I know? Because we're begging. We're going out and trying to get more. If he is your shepherd and you shall not want and you have taken that word, received that word, what you heard, you receiving it, you begin to believe that word. And now you're saying that word and you're living that word. You don't have to work four jobs to make that word come to pass. That's living by faith. See, when you live by faith, you don't have to do more to get more. 
Remember when Jesus gave them talents, he gave one five, he gave one two, he gave one one. He knew the, their abilities. He knew where they were. He already knew what they were going to do with what he gave them. The one he gave five gained five more. Why? He said, you took in what I gave you. So now I'm going to give you more. Right? The one that had two, he took it in. He gave him more. The one that had one, he said, well, I know about you. He, he began to put him down, act like he knew him. He hid it. He didn't spin it. But he put God in a category that he wasn't in. He couldn't give him more. He took from him what he had. And he gave it to the one that had the ten talents. Because he knew he could handle it. He knew she could handle it. Church, do not get upset with your brother and sister when you see them flourishing in the Lord. When God blessed them with one thing and they're faithful over the one and God is making them ruler over many, why are you mad? Because God had to see if they could be trusted with what he put in their hands so God gave them more. Why are you mad? You hid yours. You put it in a place and don't want to help nobody with what he gave you because you say this is for far off. So you didn't give with what you had. Why are you mad at the ones that's giving and talking about them? Because you don't know truth. There are spiritual laws. You shall reap what you sow. It's sowing and reaping. If you never give nothing, you ain't going to reap nothing. And it comes a time. We got to give outside of family. I'm going to say it again. It's easy to give to people in your family. But can you give to somebody outside of your family that you don't know? God want to get you farther than that. And by the way, we're supposed to help our parents. That's Bible. The church don't supposed to help your parents, your aunts, your uncles, people that you know. You don't supposed to bring them to the church. You're supposed to bring them to your house. Read the word. A widow. And you're not supposed to help the loose widows. The ones that's out there looking for a man. You're not supposed to help them. They're supposed to be a real widow indeed. What they're supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be before the father. They're supposed to be trusting the father. See, when we don't know what the word is, we get mad at the pastor when the pastor say no. We get mad because that was in your family. You don't want the church to look bad, so you want the pastor just to give them something to shut their mouth. No! I'm going to shut it up with this right here. Right here, and you're going to be mad. They're going to be mad. Then you're going to leave the church because you couldn't get nothing from t- I pay my tithes. When? We don't pull nothing up in here until we have to. So you can see it with your own eyes. That was 1990. What year is it? I can't even find no records. It done blew up in the computer. After so many years, we get rid of them. They're obsolete. But some of y'all, we got to save them records. Oh, see, some people mad. Ooh, just give God glory. Say, God, I didn't know that was there because 
my flesh ain't acting right this morning. That's because it's getting crucified. I'm going to do it, brother. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. See, he's in it. He's he listening. See, the Bible says, pay attention to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Y'all hear what I said? He said, nah, it's not my word, y'all. Don't get mad at the messenger. Talk to God. Talk to God. Don't get mad at me. Some of, some of y'all get mad at me. Talk to God. Tell him all about your problems. Tell him all about your troubles. He ain't going to listen to that mess anyway. If I'm telling y'all the truth, he's just going to bring back truth. With the help of the Holy Spirit. Don't get mad because I'm bringing truth. And don't be giving your tithes if you ain't giving it with the right heart. God loves a cheerful giver. He loves people that don't give out of necessity or grudgingly, but he loves somebody that's cheerful and not just throwing it in there and say, I just want to let them see what I done keep it. Because it ain't getting, you know, it's in the word. I'm just telling you what the word of God is saying to you. So we want to live by faith. And the only way we can live by faith is by getting in the word of God, allowing the word to get in us. Y'all, the more word that you have in, uh, in you, that's how you're going to live. Nobody, y'all, church people, nobody should tell you how to live. If you're in the word, you live in it. Some people are like, oh, this is so hard. No, 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 no. The way of a transgressor is hard. When you're living by faith, you're living. That's the life of God coming out of you. That's just the way you live. It's a normal way of living. But see, that's not how the world lives. Y'all, I'm going to tell y'all something. Because you're trusting God doing COVID-19, people are going to cuss you out. People are going to hate you. People are going to talk about you. And they're going to blame you for COVID-19 still being here. I said it. They're going to blame you. They're going to say, because y'all going to church, that's why COVID's still here. Because y'all keep going to miracle temples. That's why COVID said the devil is alive. Because God said no evil shall befall us. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. He's given his angels charge over you because you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. You're abiding up under the shadow of the Almighty. You can say unto the Lord that he is your refuge. He is your fortress. He is your hiding place. He is your sure defense. And some of us go along with the world and say, oh God, let me go get checked and make sure. Come on, stick it down my nose. Stick it far. <laughs> Wait a minute. Somebody done took that wrong. Somebody done took it wrong, took it wrong, took it wrong. See, the world takes the word of God and twists it. Not only the world, but Christians. They take what come out of your mouth and they turn it around. Because they want people to believe in what the world is saying and not what the word of God is saying. See, it's okay for you to believe man, but it's not okay for you to believe God. 
You can't believe, God said you can't serve two masters. See, what the world is getting ready to find out, whatever you're doing can't save you. That's what we're bringing, y'all. We're only bringing salvation. And when you got salvation, you got the total package. We're not telling you to do anything outside of what law says. We abide by the laws of the land, y'all. Do y'all hear what I said? But see, people that are afraid, they're going to tell you you're wrong. Say, folks. Because they're not where they need to be, so they're making you feel guilty. But everybody know in this place that in him, there's no guilt, there's no shame, there is no condemnation. So we want to do it God's way. And the only way we can do it God's way is by being in the word, by staying in the word, by connecting with the word, by talking to our father. Anything that you're unsure about, ask him. This is why I love this verse. He who keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. He who open wides his lips shall have discretions. Proverbs the 13th chapter. This is what happened when you open wide your mouth and you don't know what you're talking about. You ain't keeping yourself. You ain't keeping life. The enemy is about death. He's not about life. The Lord reminded me in the Bible it was David. And David, y'all know he loved God. They said he was a man after God's own heart. Didn't it say that? It talked about David, but David had some faults, did he not? But the thing about David is, he humbled himself. When David messed up, he turned from what he was doing. He cried out to God. He always went back to God. That's why he was a man after God's heart. He had issues in his life, y'all. But once he recognized those issues, who did he turn to? He turned to God. Now, David, y'all know he fought against Goliath. He won, did he not? Every battle David went out to, David won those battles because it wasn't him. It was him relying and trusting in God, right? But then there was a time in First Chronicles chapter 21 when Satan, the adversary, provoked David to number Israel. David is a man that fought Goliath, y'all. David is a man that won many victories because he relied on God, not numbers. He didn't look at how many troops he had. He was focused on what God said. And he had the audacity to tell Joab to number them. Joab was against it. Check this. But he knew David was king. Joab was against what David told him to do. But he did it because he knew David was king and he had authority over him. So he numbered. Guess what happened? A plague broke out. David said, don't charge this to them, God. I I love this about David. He said, it wasn't the people, it was me. But God gave David another opportunity. Why? Y'all, we have a good God. We have a merciful God. Even when we mess up, God tell us what's going to happen when we mess up. But when we cry out with our whole heart, this is living by faith. When we cry out to God with our whole heart and we humble ourselves, guess what? God still protects. We may go through that debt we made, but God still show you how to come out of the debt and still show you how to live. That's just how good God is. There is no fault in God. If anything happened to any one of us, it is not God's fault. It is us because God don't change, y'all. His word remains the same. 
We have to trust him now in the time that we're in. We have to live by faith. God is bringing this message to make you ready for what's yet to come. You have to live by faith. You can put no trust in man. Go to Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, verse 9. This is God speaking. He said, verse 5, Jeremiah 17, 5. Thus says the Lord, curse be the man that trusts in man and make flesh his arm and whose heart depart from God. You know why you, he said curse? Because you bring it on yourself. Jesus done away with the curse. But man is doing things outside of God. So when you're putting your trust in man, then you're following man and not God. So you're putting yourself in the way of disaster, in the way of hurt, in the way of calamity. Why? Because you're not trusting God. Your heart has departed from God. So we're living in a time, y'all. Man is doing all they can do. Only thing we can do is respect man. The only thing we can do is pray for man. Can I tell y'all something? I don't care where a person is in authority, from the White House to your house. If you ain't trusting God and submitting to God, you ain't going to trust him from the White House to your house. Hear what I'm saying? I don't care what man takes seats in authority. It's still going to be something wrong with man because they're man. Understand what I'm saying? I don't care what color skin they are. It's still going to be something wrong with man because we're always complaining like the Israelites instead of going into the word of God and speaking what the word of God is saying so he can turn the heart of man towards the people. You got to be the one to do it. God ain't doing no more, y'all. He turned the earth over to us. So we need to quit having pity parties. Get into the Bible and say, God, this is what... By the way, we take up for God and not man. I'm going to say this. We take up for God. That's who you serve and not man. We have a right to speak truth, but it needs to be according to what's written. If you're not speaking what's written, you don't need to speak nothing. Because you're speaking devastation to yourself and to who's around you. Now I'm going to say this again. If we're in the word of God so much, we're supposed to be living according to the word. We have a right to speak, but we speak truth. According to the word, not according to your he motions and she motions of what happened to you. There has been a change that has come upon you. This may have happened to you 40, 50, 60, 10, 5. It may happen to you last week. But when you know that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, and it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you, people are supposed to see your new identity. They're supposed to see the love of God. Yes, this did happen to me, but God. But because I know who he is, man can't take away my identity no more. We got identity crisis. We've been told things over and over again and we kept it to heart. We kept it deep within. So when something happened, it comes out in hate. Not love. 
Everybody know what happened in the past. Majority of us wasn't here, but we heard about it. The reason why we heard about it, because people say, this is what you got to watch for in this day and time. But what we need to be watching for is the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to have our bags packed and ready for him. In school, they teach us about history. But some of it is crooked history. They're teaching it the way they want to teach it. That's why you having people. That's why God told them when they came out of Egypt, he said, I want you to teach them my way. My way of living. Because they're going to go into some lands that they're not going to live the way they need to be living. But because you know how to live, you don't live like they're living. I'm not living like a slave because I'm not one. Call me whatever you want to call me. As long as I know who I am. Call me black. Call me white. Call me purple. Call me blue. Call me whatever you want. I know who I am. I'm a child of the king. People got some harsh words out here. And they got harsh words out here because they don't know him. Our job is to bring them Jesus. So their hearts can... Nobody's heart will change until they get to know truth. And when they get to know truth, that heart still tries to be deceitfully wicked. But the more they grab hold to truth, love, he has poured out the love of God in our hearts, y'all. So we can love in the midst of hate. Come on. We can love in the midst of hate. Some people were taught how to hate. Some people were taught how to hate. They tell you when you see this one, this is how you treat them. But remember what God told y'all. Stuff is popping up out the woodwork. Everything that's hidden is going to be revealed. Remember God told y'all. He said people that you think is, you're going to find out that they're not. And it's going to just knock you off your feet. Because you've been trusting them with your business. You've been telling them all your business. Say like my granddaughter say, why are you all up in my bed? <laughs> That's what we do. We think that people like us and we begin to tell them about our husband. We begin to tell them about our wife. We begin to tell them about our children. We be telling them about all our business because we said they ain't like them. And all of a sudden, whoop, there it is. The only one that need to know your business is Jesus the Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ. That's the only one that need to know your business. And I assure you, he don't tell nobody except the one that he know he can trust with this word to give you what you need to know. Oh, some people mad now. Let me just break it down even the more. We were once slaves to sin. And some of us may have been slave to white man, Indian chief, whatever it was. But who are you now? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. When you know who you are now, you look at behind those racial remarks. You look at who's bringing them. It's the enemy himself to bring killings, to steal, kill, and destroy. See, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We're spending too much time, church, fighting against flesh and blood. And guess what? The devil loves the media because he knows we're going to watch some TV. He know we ain't going to take our eyes off that TV. Now, if you own the television to bring the word, to bring truth, good. But if you're watching it to get more hate in you, 
to have you hating one another, turn it off. Because you have the love of, I'm going to tell y'all one thing. I know a man, I don't know if y'all know this same man. This man was hated so bad, they murdered him. They crucified him. Well, he couldn't be identified because he loved the world so much. His name was Jesus. He was hated at all men. Black, white, blue, every color he was hated of. But he said, you know what, I'm going to die for the very ones that hate me. For the very ones that don't want to receive truth, I'm going to die for them. Now, if you say, what make you any different? Hello, somebody. Somebody's mad out there. Now, I hope you heard it. I hope you heard what I said because if you know Jesus the way you're supposed to, he didn't leave nobody out. He didn't separate the races. He didn't separate color and put black here, white here. He loved us all. He's a loving God. He loves us all. His goodness is what brought us to repentance. He didn't look at color. He didn't look at what you were doing, how you were doing it, when you were doing it, or who you were doing it with. He said, I love you so much, I'm going to die for it all. And if I die for it all, you're supposed to represent who I am. I'm love. Love conquers a multitude of sins. Do y'all know? Okay, remember, take heed to what you hear. Because if you're hearing all of this stuff on the news, that's the measure you're bringing back to people. We're bringing back negative stuff to people because that's where we are. And we can't even leave out our house without thinking about, did I do this or did I do that? Did I touch this or did I touch that? Did somebody breathe on me? Oh, Jesus. Don't you breathe on me. You crazy. I don't know what you got. Kissing all over that girl. Don't bring that mess in my house. <laughs> know who you are. Know who you are. And I guarantee you, watch what I tell you. Somebody's going to try to correct what I said. I ain't changing nothing. I'm giving you what God is saying. I'm not changing nothing. This is the word, y'all. I said what Jesus done. He d- didn't the Bible says that he don't want no one to be lost. He want all to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's the word. So I'm just telling you what the word said. He don't he ain't about color. If we're going to speak, let's speak about him and it'll change what's going on around us to those that receive it. Everybody, you're not going to be able to reach because Jesus couldn't reach them. He gave them the word, but some of them didn't receive the word. He done his part. So you're going to have some that don't receive it. Are you still going to hate them? No. He didn't hate them. He just knew where they were. So what am I telling you today? Miracle Temple, it's time for us to rise up and really live by faith. It's time for us to truly trust God and hear what he's saying in such a time as this. Because y'all going to see churches coming against churches. You're going to see it like never before. You're going to see people hating you because you're up in here at Miracle Temple. And you're going to know, really, if you really are part of Miracle Temple or not, because it's getting ready to come. I'm telling y'all right now, it's getting ready to come. Because if you don't know what the word is saying, they're going to have you to turn around 
what I said according to the word. They're going to try to find some type of error so you can turn from the truth. So if you don't know the truth, it's not going to make you free. So you have to know truth in order for you to be free. Get into the word. Know the truth. The devil don't want you to sit up under truth. He wants you to sit up under error. He wants you to sit up under, I agree here, but I don't agree here. I agree in the whole counsel of God. Ain't no disagreeing with God. God said what he said, and I'm not going to try to justify nothing to satisfy people that don't know what the word is saying. I'm just telling you, wherever you are, do not condemn people that are there. And another thing, Miracle Temple, in order for us to see these miracles coming forth, it ain't for us believers. It's for the unbelievers. It's for them to know that God is God. God don't need no help, y'all. It's finished. We just deliver what God is saying. We don't have to prove nothing. We just give the word and go on. That's living by faith. Y'all, look, don't even try to take up for me. Give them the word. Give them the word. Stand on the word and say, you know what? This is what the word says if you choose to believe it. Or not, that's up to you. I'm just giving you what the word is saying. That's all you have to do. Give the word of God, the word of life. Whosoever will, let them come. God loves us all, y'all. And he wants us to show that love coming through us to everybody. We don't leave nobody out. We're supposed to bless those that curse us. We're supposed to love those that hate us. Is anybody in the word? Just because you got haters out there, you pray for those haters. Pray that God open their eyes. Pray that God send people amongst them to speak truth so the love of God can surround them. Some people hate because they've never been loved. Some people hate because they've been raped. So they're using some of this stuff that's happening to bring out the rage, dealing with how they've been raped, how they've been molested. Some people are hating because a man abused them or a woman abused them. So when the other stuff come, the enemy stir up what's already there to bring more hate. I'm telling you, y'all, they're in the feelings. But we got to be in him. We got to be in him. We got to love at all costs. And if you feel like you, you can't, you got the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, help me to love even when I don't want to. Help me to see even what I don't want to see. I want to see what God sees so I can do what God does. Y'all, it takes time. It takes time to get through those five things. And the time is getting into the Word, meditating on the Word, allowing the Holy Spirit to bring revelation, to give you light, to give you illumination, so you can live what you're saying. And it's not hard when you stay Put God first. Let God be first and foremost. Quit looking at me and everybody else and look to him. And ask God to help you with where you are. The just shall live by faith. We want to live by faith in a time such as this that people look at us and say, what's wrong with you? You act like nothing ain't going on. That's when you can minister. That's when you begin to open your mouth and you begin to tell them about what Jesus done. But can I tell y'all something? Don't put yourself in a place that you're not. Don't do nothing that your friend is doing because you feel like you can do it because they're doing it. 
If you are not there, y'all, take the time to get there through the word of God. And I'm going to say this again. Say it again. I'm going to break it down every Sunday that I'm led to break it down. Masks are mandated now. Before they were not mandated, my very words were. If they tell you to wear a mask, wear the mask. But if their doors that you go into tell you don't have nothing up there saying you need one, then if you are at the place where you feel like you don't need it, go in the store. But if the store say it is mandated, you obey law. I have said this over and over again. And I have said it's where you are. But now it is mandated to go in those stores and public places and put on your mask. Do not try to be a super Jesus and act like you're not obeying the law. The law is the law and you have to obey the law. Inside this sanctuary, if you read what Governor Cooper put out, go read it. Go read the executive order. If you're sitting six feet apart, we're good. Go read it. I'm not going to allow y'all to do anything outside of law. Okay? We're going to do it according to what they say, but they cannot stop us from praising, from praying, from seeking. They cannot stop you from these things. But whatever they say, the law of the land, we have to obey it, y'all. Let's quit getting it twisted and coming against one another. And let's come together and do what God said do. Don't get mad at me because I'm bringing truth and you feel guilty. Don't get mad at me for that because you got deep hurts. People are so hurt they're taking it out on other people. Miracle Temple, y'all getting ready to see churches. I'm saying it again. Coming against one another, putting them down. It's happening now. Some of you have heard about it and some of you haven't. So as long as we're standing on this word and we're trusting God, God is your protector. But make sure that you ain't waving, wavering. Because if you waver, you in doubt. Doubt means that you're not in faith. Even though the faith is there, you believe in the lie more than you believe in the truth. You're relying on man more than you're relying on God. That's what doubt is. But the more you get into the word, the more you can trust God. Because he is the word, y'all. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Let the word get in you and you will live a normal life even in the midst of what's going on in this dying world. Amen? Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. And we want to pray before we um, dismiss. Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We lift you up on today. And God, we pray for all the ones that's out there, God, that's twisting the word, God, that's turning the word around, God, that's trying to turn, turn truth into a lie. God, I bind error and I lose truth right now in the name of Jesus. Every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out against Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry, I speak that it has been broken verbally. Physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, and mentally in Jesus' name. God, just like you shut the lion's mouth on Daniel's behalf, I thank you, God, that you're shutting every person's mouth 
that's out there lying, not only against Miracle Temple, but against all churches all over the world, God, that's doing a work for you, God. I thank you that you're shutting the lion's mouth right now in the name of Jesus. And the same pit that they have dug for these churches, God, you said that they will fall into that pit themselves. God, I thank you for giving them eyes to see, God, what you will have for them to see. And in order for them to see, God, they must hear truth. So I thank you for the ones that's out there speaking truth, God. God, strengthen them right now in the name of Jesus, God. Strengthen them, God, that as they open their mouth, God, that the power of God is released for healing, for deliverance, God. For safety, for protection, God, for prosperity. God, I speak that signs and wonders and miracles, God, are coming forth like never before. I speak that the blind is seeing right now in the name of Jesus. The lame is walking right now in the name of Jesus. The deaf is hearing right now in the name of Jesus. Tumors and growth is disappearing right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that every sickness and that every disease incurable disease is healed right now in the name of Jesus. God, you said I can decree and declare a thing and it shall be established in the name of Jesus. I command healing from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet, from the top of those people's heads that are watching God live to the soles of their feet. I command healing to your body, to every tissue, to every organ, to every cell, to every vital sign, to every gland in your body, every muscle, every tendon, every bone. I call you whole. I command you to be whole. In Jesus' name, just grab hold by faith and believe. Get up off your bed of sickness in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for testimony after testimony after testimony, God, that people are saying that I heard the word being spoken unto me. And I got healed instantly, immediately. There was a sudden, I thank you for a suddenly in these homes, God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for the ones that's been crying out unto you, God. That they're saved right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you and I praise you right now. And I thank you, God, that finances are healed. In the name of Jesus. And I command blessings. Upon us right now in Jesus name. Because you said you have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. By Christ Jesus God. I command that we're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed in the fruit of our womb. Everything our hand touches blessed. We're lenders and not bars. We're above and not beneath. We're blessed coming in. We're blessed going out God. I thank you that we're the head and not the tail God. The blessings of the Lord makes us rich and adds no sorrow to it in Jesus name. So I command all of these things. I command favor to come to us in Jesus' name. Because you said the favor of the Lord surrounds us like a shield. We have favor with you. We have favor with man, God, on this day, God. And everything that I have spoken, God, I speak that is given right now in the name of Jesus. Because I know my rights, God, concerning to the word of God. So we thank you that it is so. And it's done. It's done. It's done. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Can we have the announcements? The announcements. After the announcements, um, you can go out. Remember, be six feet apart. You can leave your tithes and offerings at the door, right, deacons? At the door in that box. And then we will dismiss on your way out.
And I want to thank everybody, um, that the leaders that have been working so diligently from the door on up here to the pulpit um, to help us to continually uh, bring forth this good news and this gospel. And you may have been doing things behind the scenes, so I thank you for that as well. But I give God glory because it seems like when things happen, there's some transitionings that uh, happen in the body of Christ. But I want to say that, you know, we, we keep going on. We keep doing what God tells us to do. And I want to give a shout out to Mr. Land sitting there beside his lovely wife. And I want to give God glory for how he keeps going yeah. in the midst of whatever is going on. And he, I'm going to say something. With the help of the Holy Spirit, he keeps those drums lit. He keeps the beat going. So that's how we live by faith. We don't go on what other people are doing or what they decide to do. We keep living by faith, and we're not moved by people. We're moved by God. Amen? So if we keep our eyes on what people are doing, y'all, we would never do nothing for God. Whatever God has put in your hand, whatever talent he has given you to do, it's not based on nobody else. It's based on you. So God is going to use the talents that he has given you to bring him glory. Every joint in Miracle Temple supplies. All of us are, we make up the body of Christ. We all need one another. When that hand is hurting, the whole body is hurting. When the head is hurting, the whole body should. Y'all know about the head? The whole body go through when the head is hurting, right? Feel like you can't make it and the whole body lay down when the head is hurting, right? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? The head is what worked the body. You cut off the head, you got a body out here, don't know where to go. Y'all better think about what I'm saying. Y'all supposed to be praying for your leaders, not coming against them. You supposed to see how you can help them. So I thank God for the ones that have been helping me and my husband to get through such a time as this. And some of your help has been trying, you know, the devil trying to get you to beat people up for us. Don't do it. <laughs> we ain't going to do it with physical hands. We're going to do it with the word. Don't you do it. I'm telling you the truth. Don't you do it. Sister Nee, don't you do it. <laughs> Sister Nee's a good one. Before she do it, she called. <laughs> She's a good one. She loved the Lord, and she wanted to do what's right. And she takes up not only for this ministry, but for everybody that's standing to do what God has called them to do. Amen? Mm -hmm. So don't look at people when they're standing up for what's right. Don't get mad at your brother and sister. Join them. Join them. All of us love the Lord, and we want to do what's right. Go ahead, Athea Lofton, over there. Wait. <laughs> amen. Amen. Um, Sunday School, this is our church announcements for today. Sunday school is every Sunday morning at 9.45 a.m. Praise and worship service every Sunday at 11 a.m. <clears throat> Excuse me. Clem School of Ministry is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. On Wednesdays, you can join Apostle at 8 p.m. for on Facebook Live for Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. And that's going to be every, it's going to be once a month now, y'all, for Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. It's going to give y'all time to let people know to join in. Amen. Once amen. a month. Amen. Amen. You can watch us live on Sundays at 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Ways to send in your tithes and offerings if you're not going to be here. You can go to our website at www.mtdm.org or you can cash app at money sign or dollar sign MTDM20. Or you can mail it to Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, P.O. Box 1042, Bergen, North Carolina, 28425. And if some of you are aware, if you're going to speak with the microphones, we have hand sanitizer and wipes 
so that after each use, you can uh, wipe. Uh, Quanah just did it, and I did it for myself. So that way we can follow the CDC guidelines, and if someone were to come in and to see us, that we are doing what we're supposed to do as far as sanitizing our microphones. Uh, I, we do, the audio department do disinfect them, uh, even with the Judah mics, and we want to let you know that. Um, Apostle mentioned about social distancing, and also, unless you're family, and if you're going to talk to each other after service or whatever, if you're within six feet, put your mask on, please. Thank you. And also, y'all, we have um, our own app. It will be on the Google Store and it will be on the Apple Store. Google Store is ready with our own app, y'all. It personally say Miracle Temple, so you don't have to go through that church no more. But wait, because we're waiting on the Apple. But we have our own church app. Isn't God good? So we have our own temple y'all ain't seen nothing God is doing some exploits here at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry and when you really connect with him he will show you the exploits that he is doing before it's done that's faith he show you the unseen before it hit the natural to let you know what's getting ready to take place right up in here amongst you oh y'all it is so wonderful and so beautiful what God is doing. When your heart is connected with a place, God begin to show you the place that you're in. He show you what's getting ready to happen in that place. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Y'all give me a few more minutes. Just a few. I know you're ready to go. If you're ready to go, just go ahead. I need for Sister Denise and I need for Apostle to share with you what God showed them that's happening in here right now. What? Well, by faith. Who want to go first? Pastor going to go first. The reason why I'm sharing this, remember, is where your heart is. And when your heart is right, God will begin to share his plans. Amen? She get My husband that administrator is making sure. He's making sure, y'all. Ooh, we. No germs. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so um, I had two dreams. One dream was the church, um, let's see, there was, a, Apostle had written a book, and it was like right out there in the foyer area, it was like stacks and stacks and stacks of books out there, and they were like behind the gate, and people were just filing in, and it was so many people in the sanctuary that you had to literally be seated. When I came in, they put me way back up there in the back of the, because it was just so many people in here. Apostle and Brother James 
were at a table sitting over there and she was signing a book and when you looked in the book all of the pages were red and uh, it was in red ink and people were just coming from the north to south they were coming from everywhere to get this book to get the word they were coming to get the word and it was packed and people were standing in line and I remember in the dream there was a young it was a, bo- a young man he had to be about seven or eight And she took the time to explain to him what was in that book. And he wanted that book. And she was signing the copies and giving them out. And she wasn't charging for the words. She was just giving them out. But people were giving. She she didn't put a price on it. But people were literally giving. And then the other dream I had... It was that there were so many people coming. They was coming from other churches, other uh, cities. People were flying in because the word of God in this place was so rich. And it was just like people were coming in this door. They were coming in that door. And people were hungry for the word. And it was almost like you had to be here. It was like the church was a magnet. So God is doing a great thing. He's sending people in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And, you know, I'm going to tell, tell you like this. Get to church on time because pretty soon you're not, you may not have a place to sit. You may have to stand outside and watch, watch the church on your phone or something. But God is doing a great thing. Amen. Amen. And I want to say this. Neither one of them discussed the dream with each other. Because when Sister Nice told me about hers... It was a week later, I believe, mm-hmm. a, a, a few days later, Apostle was telling me, she said, I need to share something with you. So look at how God is moving and working. Give my hands. <laughs> um, the dream that I had about the church and Apostle, I was sitting at the desk, I was sitting in my office, and there were all these people coming in. They were coming in from everywhere, and they wanted the word. They wanted to see apostle, and they said that, how much do it cost? How much is this? How much is that? I told them that the word is free, but if you wanted to give a donation, that's up to you. But the word is free. God's healing was free. And as they came in, Pastor Jane took them over to uh, the admin building where apostle was going, and they was coming out healed, delivered, and set free because they were saying, I want to be healed. I want to be, I want the word. And some were saying that I've been going through in marriage and this. Some just wanted counseling. It was so much. And they was just throwing the money, throwing the money, throwing the money on the floor in the office. And they became an overflow. Miracle Temple had everything they needed. And they were given to God and God was manifesting his word through apostle and people were getting healed so I'm telling y'all as T.D. Jake say get ready, get ready, get ready because we're living in a time that everything else will fail except the word, y'all know this everything you depending on is failing now remember when he told you about the hand sanitizer Now, FDA, pulling self, saying some ain't even been pulled off the shelf. Dealing with hand, God already told y'all this. Everything that God is telling y'all, boom, it's just popping up. It's just popping up. About the New World Order, Brother Calvin back there, we talked about it on the Sunday. He sent me the text on the Monday about their walking, dealing with what? The New World Order, Brother Calvin. So look, God is telling, y'all are not ignorant to Satan devices. He's spitting it out. He's letting you, okay, let me just say this. No, I'm not the only one that knows. I had to bring that out there because I'm hearing that in my ear too. 
somebody's trying to think that I'm feeling like I'm not. No, I just tell you what God tell me. If God has told you something, open your mouth, just tell people. Or if you're saying, well, it's in the word, you need to read it. Some people need to hear what God is saying with the mouth. And that's my job as your pastor to forewarn you with what God is saying. I'm not going to apologize because of the position I'm in and you feeling left out. I bind rejection. And I lose the love of God. Y'all, we need to quit this mess. I am not God. I'm only his messenger. And I'm only going to give you what God tells me to give you. No more, no less. So do not get mad at me. Talk to God about it. And some people want to come behind me and say, well, let me explain everything you need to know. It's right here. Come on, people. Come on. It ain't about me. It ain't about you. It's all about him. I didn't choose this pulpit. He chose me for this pulpit. I go by what he want me to do, not by what you want me to do, even if you don't like me. Even if you don't care for me, I have to stand for what's right. Talk about me as much as you please. It just keep me on bended knees. It just keeps me before my father, and I love you even the more. So come, quit your mess. Get to know Jesus. And when you get to know Jesus, we can connect. We can walk as one body. Amen? How can two walk together unless they agree? And if you're not agreeing with me, you're not agreeing with God. Because I assure you, I'm not going outside of what he says. I will not do it. Sister Nice. Come up, Sister Nice, and get your mic again. You got to go all through it again so y'all can hear what she's saying. You can. <laughs> See, we lining up. Throw the mic, Kwame. <laughs> so it was um, like a month ago, or maybe some weeks ago. I don't know, but anyhow, I had believing. I had been believing God for an office job, and Apostle called me and told me, he said, "Sister Niece, I saw you sitting at House of Rayford." to a desk and there was some people sitting there with you and y'all was discussing something and after then I said myself I said that's confirmation I'm getting this job I know it so I think God he had to see if he could trust me I really do believe that because um, I was making good money and I just wasn't satisfied or something. God, he just knew my heart. And I had been moved here. I had been moved there. It's like I was, they give me one task to do. I finished that task. They give me another task to do. I finished that task. Then they put me on the long line to bring the yield up. I bought the yield up. Then she moved me to Debon. I said, good God Almighty. I'm just being honest. I said, I can't do this, God. And our little bird said, little voice in the back of my head, which was the Holy Spirit, he said, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And I had to really, cause I was getting ready to walk away. I was getting ready to quit. And no, when I got home, I had to face Willie. But anyway, I was really getting ready to quit. And the, um, the little voice told me, you can do all things who strengthens you. So I said, okay, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try. 
all my 34 years at House of Rayford, I have never used scissors, a wizard knife, or a knife. Never in my life at House of Rayford because I used to saw birds. That's how I started. I used to use a saw. But anyway, I got on that line, and my brother-in-law, he showed me how to use a wizard knife to debone, to cut the bone out of the thigh. I said, ain't no way I can do this. And I said, but God, you can. So I got up there and I was doing it. He said, God, sis, you picked that up quick. I said, it's not me, it's God. Because you know what? God has got me here. I had to take my boss out of my mind and put God there. I said, God has got me here to do a job for him. That's what I had to keep saying to to myself. But anyway, I was up there for a little over an hour. Oh, my hands were killing me. Oh, my God. And Larry, he come to me. He said, sis, you come down and stand right here, and I'm going to let this man go back up. And you rest your hands, son, because I could tell your hands were hope. My hands began to swell up. Everything, my hands were, ooh, they were hurting. So then the guy that was over the D-bone line, he come up there. He said, what are y'all doing? Come in. Larry was standing there. Now he was showing me how the other people cut, looking at it. And he said, nothing. I'm sitting here showing Miss Denise how to cut these, show them how each person be cut. He said, no. She got to, now mind you, I'm a supervisor now. She got to get back up there on that line and do that work. And Larry said, well, she done been up there a little over an hour. No. The boss told me to treat her just like she was an employee. I said, oh, my God. No, she didn't. That's what I said to myself. And I said, and, and my brother-in-law, he was talking to the super. I said, no, it's okay. You know what? I'm going to get back up here, and you're not going to take me down. I'm going to stay up here to break time, and when break time come after lunch, I'm going to get back up here again. And that's what I did. And she had a nerve to come out there and look and looked at me and said, you doing all right? I said, oh, I'm doing fine. Even though I was burning, I had to start singing in my mind. But when I got home, my hands were swollen. I had a knot sitting up on my hand. My uh, wrist was swollen. I told my husband, I ain't going back. I ain't going to work tomorrow. I'm going to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor. And, you know, he gave me, uh, he said I was getting uh, some tendonitis. He said, have you ever used a, uh, I said, never at working at House of Work. He said, well, where you at? I said, I am on the D-bone line using a wizard knife, the D-bone D-thigh. He said, Denise, you cannot do that. You done got too old. I said, "Mm -mm, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not too old. He said, you know what I mean. I had to made up my mind. When Willie get home, I ain't going back. I'm just going to have to tell him. All the way home, I kept saying, I'm going to tell him. I ain't going back. But up and behold, that Wednesday evening, I got a call from personnel, and they asked me, would I like to work in personnel? And I said, God, I give you glory. I told him, yes, 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 yes. And she had done saw me at House of Rayford, God had just showed her to tell me, but, you know, I had to go through that to do, to see if I was going to be obedient to what the world was telling me to do and trust God.
And I trusted him. And I did it. Even though my flesh didn't want to, I still did it. And I'm here to tell y'all, God is real. He'll give you desires of your heart. All you got to do is believe, receive, say it, and do it. That's what I believe. I just want to mention, I don't know if everybody or whoever was here that Bible study night. It's been quite a while, but pastor was teaching, and I just kept hearing collaborate, collaborate. And I looked it up, and God spoke then about how you were going to be bringing, which pastor already knew this. She know books is coming out of her. But he sometimes put it out there for us to hear and say, like she was teaching on a day, for it to come to pass. So he he let us know so it'll witness to us when it happened. And I just wanted to mention that because he told us a while ago. And but he's been told her cuz I don't know if you mentioned it, but I know I always seen books coming out of pastor cuz it seemed like the way she teach the word is got to be guided by the Holy Spirit. And it's not coming from a manual most Bible studies and churches they have a way they go by. Because I've had people ask me when they come to the shop, what are y'all teaching? What are y'all learning on? Or, And they go by a set thing. But pastor only rely on what the Holy Spirit gives us. And if you look at it, you see the pattern. And it is, we'll stay in one thing for a while and it'll be broken down in so many different divisions. So I just give God glory because as I was hearing their dreams... I kept hearing the collaboration of how he's going to bring it all together. Amen. And we need each other. Everybody in Miracle Temple, you apart. And we need to help one another and stop trying to be above or feel like we below. We need to bring those up that feel like they don't have a, a part to play. We need to encourage them because everybody helps each other. Amen. No matter what you do, we're all helpers of one another. So I give God glory for that. Um, I'm up here on behalf of special events. We just ask that the members just stay after church briefly for a meeting. Um, we just have a few updates in regards to hardcore. Thank I'm you. Go ahead and get the updates now because once they, okay. we, they're going to go out the door after the, yeah. Okay. So um, there's been some changes. We're not going to actually have the conference in-house, but we're still going to bless the, the youth with bags, essential bags, with things that they'll need for school, like the hand sanitizer, facial tissues, and um, what's the other thing? Hand wipes. And hand wipes. So those things will be in the bags. We're asking that the members still um, donate gift cards, but we're asking that they be for $5. That will go in the bags as well. So um, if you could just let me and Teresa know today if you would like to sew into that, how many gift cards you'd like to donate. Um, and we're asking that, that they be from Walmart and Dollar General. You can give donations towards the food. And um, we're asking that all those things be in by July 27th. That's on a Sunday, the last Sunday in July. I also want to say thank you to the ones who did so in with the school supplies already before this all happened. 
and that those items will be used for next